Hey, CF family, thank you for joining us today. We really hope that this message encourages you and blesses your life. Well, before you hear this powerful teaching, I want to encourage you to share this message with someone who needs to hear the gospel. You never know what this message can do to the life of that person. Also, we want you to know that wherever you're watching us from, you can still impact the lives of others through your giving. It is through your generosity that we can keep pushing the kingdom of God forward in our city and all over the world. Giving is safe and simple. You can go to our app or you can go to our website, cfmiami.org give. Well, God bless you and I hope you enjoy this message. Yeah, come on, let's give a shout of praise for God, come on. Hey church, can we encourage our worship and production teams? Come on, let them hear right now. Amen, what a blessing we have. We're such devoted team members. And folks, listen, I'm glad that we just saw that video. Because in that video, it contains the words of God. And God is reminding us that for everything in life, there's a specific season that God has appointed. There is a time for everything in life. And church, that's exactly what we're going to be studying in God's Word today. And so are you encouraged, excited to dive into God's Word today? Yeah, so am I. And so welcoming one, great to have you on this Valentine's Super Bowl weekend. My name is Omar, and I have the honor and the privilege of serving as the lead pastor here at CF. Uh, and if it's your first time here today, hey, listen, we are thrilled that you have decided to join us to study God's Word today. We are currently on our fifth week of a series called Chasing Wind. And we have been looking at an Old Testament book called Ecclesiastes, uh, which contains the final writings of the wisest man who ever lived, who is Solomon. And so today, we're, we're going to be looking at the danger of chasing the perfect season in life. And so I'm ready and eager to dive into God's Word. Are you all too? Yeah? All right, so wherever you find yourself, go ahead and open up your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and you can follow along with me as I read, all right? Listen to what God's Word says. For everything, there is a what? Season. A season. And a what? Time. And a time for every matter under heaven. That is... Is God's precious word. You can go and take a seat, everybody, at all campuses. You know, many of you know that I was actually raised here in South Florida, and uh, I love South Florida for many reasons, uh, but one of them has to be great sunny weather all year round. Now, I know today is not a good example of that, but for the most part, right, we have really, really good weather throughout the year. It gets a little hot sometimes, but it's really good weather. But folks, I don't have to tell you, because for those of us who live up north, they experience drastic change in weather seasons. And, and, and because of it, there's many people up in the north who struggle with this thing called seasonal affective disorder. Seasonal affective disorder. And interesting enough, the acronym of that disorder is SAD. Now, folks, follow me here, because SAD is a type of depression that relates solely to the change of weather seasons. 
And it starts usually in the fall, and it goes all throughout the winter months, and about 10 million people are affected with, this, with, with SAD. And church family, here's what the disorder does. First of all, it saps people of their energy. You know, that throughout those months, there are, is not a lot of energy. They, don't, they, don't, they, they feel lethargic. Uh, during the seasons when there's not a lot of sunlight, they, they lose interest in the things that they used to enjoy. And so instead of going out and enjoying those seasons, they stay indoors and they feel uh, discouraged and sad. And many people during those two seasons, they just get a feeling of hopelessness. In other words, this disorder completely alters their mind and their psyche to the point that it changes their point of view of the fall and winter months. And folks, as a result, they end up missing the beauty and the unique purposes of those seasons. See, many of them, instead of going out, they miss out on the change of the color of the leaves, how they fall and as they canvas the countryside of a beautiful, majestic color scheme. So instead of being outside, they're inside and they don't enjoy it. You know, they, they, they fail to enjoy those moments where there's a snowfall in the winter morning. And instead of being going out and enjoying the beauty of the snow, the fresh fallen snow, they're inside and they're not able to appreciate it. And folks, don't miss this. Because this disorder causes them to miss the unique beauty and the unique purpose of each of those seasons. And church, let me just bring that over to our teaching for today because what an image of how many people respond not to the change of the weather seasons, but to the change of the seasons in their life. And by that I mean that just like those who are affected with sad are not able to appreciate those different seasons of weather in their lives. It's just like that. And here's the big idea as we open up God's word today. Many people are negatively affected by the change of seasons in their life. And folks, which in turn causes them, listen carefully, to miss the unique beauty of each season in life and what God is trying to teach them in the middle of those seasons. And who knows, maybe you're here today at one of our campuses, maybe you're watching online, and you're going through a very challenging season in your life. It's a season that really you don't want to be in. Maybe right now you are a student or you're single, and there's something in you that you want to just get out of the season and start your life, get married, have a family. Some of us perhaps are in our marriage season. And we're going through a rough season in our marriage. Some of us have ended a marriage. Now we're in a season of divorce and we're trying to deal with this new season of life. Some of us are in a job that we don't want to be in. Maybe a career that you started that now it's not what you thought it would be and you're not enjoying this season at work. Some of us are dealing with health issues. Maybe the health issue of a loved one, of a grandparent, of a child. And so as you are going through these different seasons in life, something about it gets you really discouraged, really down. 
And you're thinking, Omar, how can I go through these seasons in life without getting so discouraged? Because I'm a Christian. You know, I believe in God. And so when I go through these seasons in life and I get so down and discouraged, I feel convicted. I know I should not be feeling like this. And so, Omar, how can I, how can I navigate through even the dark seasons in my life without getting so discouraged, without getting so downcasted? Well, we're going to find out from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, all right? And so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. You can follow up and you can follow along with our Christ Fellowship apps. I want to encourage you to download them on the App Store. And today I have two thoughts for us on how to navigate every season of our lives. So write this down as point number one. Are you all ready to go this morning? You ready? All right. So write this down as point number one. God wants you to embrace, to embrace the current season that he has you in. Embrace it. Now, church, let's go to the passage for today and listen to what it says. It says, for everything, there is a what? A season, right? And a time for every matter under the heaven. Now, pause right there for just a moment. Because as we have been learning throughout this study, Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived. And the book of Ecclesiastes, right, uh, are his final writings, the summation of everything that he learned in life. And one of the things that he learned by the time that he ended his life when he died about the age 60 was that there's a reason for every season of life. In fact, after verse 1, listen to what he says next. He says, there is a time to be born, and there's a time to die. There's a time to plant, and there's a time to pluck up what is planted. There's a time to kill, and there's a time to heal. There's a time to break down, and there's a time to build up. There's a time to weep, and there's a time to laugh. There's a time to seek, and there's a time to lose. There's a time to keep, and listen, there's a time to cast away. There's a time to tear, and a time to sow. There's a time to keep silence, And there's a time to speak. There's a time to love. There's a time to hate. There's a time for war. And there's a time for peace. And so Solomon began to realize towards the end of his life that every single season of life, listen, even the hardest season of life has its purpose And listen carefully, because each season that the good Lord leads you in has a purpose, it should be embraced. And folks, the way as you embrace the season that God has you in, listen, write this down, letter A, listen, don't chase a future season in life. You know, some of us are in our current season, and it's not what we expected. It does not perfectly fit into what you 
had the perfect expectations of your life. And because of it, many of us see the season that you are in without any real purpose, and therefore you're trying to get out of it as soon as possible. In fact, when people see your life, and when people hang around you, they don't see someone who is content, someone who's joyful, but rather they see someone who is discontent and simply frustrated in life. You know, when people look at your life, do they see a frustrated life? Chances are it's because you have never really embraced the season that you are in. And so you're maybe in a season that you're just hoping, just, I just want to get out of the season and go into the next season in life. And you know, it, can, it even happens to me. You know, many of you know that I have a three-year-old and a three-month-old at home. Oh, yeah. And when I finish work, listen, and we go home, it's not time to relax. Yeah, if you have children, you know what I'm saying. The work starts at that point. Isn't that right? Because at that point, you start cooking, getting ready for dinner, cleanup time. Then you got to start bath time. Then it starts cranky time, whining time, tantrum time. Oh, yeah. Everything that happens. Then you're getting ready for bedtime. And, folks, I've never seen anybody with a bigger to-do list than a toddler before going to sleep. Oh, yeah, they got their whole ordeal that they're going, they're going through. And you know, church, sometimes in the middle of all those tantrums and the crying and the struggle, there's something in me that says, man, I just, I can't wait till they just grow up already. So I don't have to deal with this tantrum. So I don't have to deal with the whining. So I don't have to deal with all this bathroom. I can't wait for them to take a bath by themselves, to eat. They have their own lives. I can't wait that for that. And you know, the other day as... My little girl was walk, whining towards bed and crying. And I was walking right behind her. I could just see her little curls just kind of bounce towards the bed. I started to realize this moment, these moments are fleeting. They're here today and they're gone tomorrow. So I had to remind myself this, these moments are fleeting. This is why God's words teaches us to say, Lord, teach us to number our days so that we can get a heart of wisdom for what we are experiencing. And here's the thing. Sometimes, especially for those of you who are a little older, you know this, those seasons that sometimes we were rushing to get through, later on are the seasons you look back and you wish you could experience again. Isn't that right? And so so what Psalm is teaching us here, listen, don't chase future seasons. Embrace the current season you're in, but also, listen carefully, write this down as letter B, don't go chasing a past season. You know, some of us may be guilty of reminiscing of the good old days, and in the process, listen, you're missing out on the good days of today. You know, I'm a big fan of the show The Office. How many Office fans at all campuses do we have? I show them hands. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Office fans, which, by the way, every, every night I fall, to sleep, I fall asleep watching The Office. Yes, it's, uh, I got to watch TV going to sleep, and I love The Office. So, but if you ever watch a show, there is a character in that show whose name is Andy Bernard. 
You know who I'm talking about if you watch the show. And Annie Bernard, ever since he showed up in the show, he's always reminiscing about the good old days of Cornell. You all remember that? Oh, the good old days of Cornell and the Glee Club and all the things that he used to do back in Cornell. And throughout the whole series, he's talking about Cornell, wearing the, sweater, the sweaters, the cup, all these different things. But towards the end of the series, it's almost like he has an epiphany. I wish there was a way of knowing we, were, we are in the good old days before we actually left them. See, some of us, are trying to recreate something from your past. And in the process, you're missing out on the good old days of today, amen? amen. And so what Solomon is, listen, is teaching, listen, don't go chase a future or, or, or a, a passing or future, embrace the season that you're in right now. And maybe right now you're watching and you're thinking, Omar, okay, I, I'm tracking with you. But still, I don't know how to truly embrace this season of my life. How do I do that? Well, write this down as big number two. Number two, the way you do that is by embracing this current seasons in the light, in light of God. You see, the only way that you're going to embrace the current season that you're in right now is in light of God, or uh, through the lens of God, of the good Lord who brought you into that season. And here's the first way you do that. Write this down, letter A. First of all in light of God's perfect timing. In fact, listen to what Solomon says right after he goes through the long list of there's a time for everything, right? After he finishes that portion of scripture, listen to what he says next. He said, he, speaking of God, he has made everything beautiful in its what? In its time. Now, one of the things that we know from God's word is that God's timing is always perfect. And so the first way for you to embrace this season that you are in right now, whether good or bad, is to understand and embrace the fact that the timing of the season of your life was divinely appointed by God himself. This moment that you're going in through this season has been divinely appointed by God. And for those of us who are going through great seasons in life, we say amen, brother. Oh, amen to that. God's timing is always perfect. But you know, for, so, for, for those of us today who are going through a very difficult season in life, it's easy to question God's timing in all of this. You, know, you may be here right now, and you're thinking, oh, uh, Lord, why did you decide to take that person away from me wow. at this time? Lord, why did you allow this broken relationship to take place? Why am I losing my job right now? Why? that this is appointment take place in my life. And so as we ask these questions, God's word reminds us, listen, that the secret things of the Lord belong to the Lord our God. Yeah. Listen, there's times, there's things that we will never truly understand. 
But as a child of God, listen, there has to be a moment in your life where you begin to trust God's ordained time for things to happen in your life. You see, the truth is that God's timing is always perfect, but it's rarely ours. Isn't that right? God's timing is always perfect, but oftentimes it does not fit, fit perfectly into what we expect. So here's a great truth for you to embrace this morning is that everything that concerns a child of God is in the hands of their heavenly Father. Amen. In fact, God's word says, it says this, that my times, my season in, this, in my life is in the hands of the Lord Almighty. Amen? Amen? And so listen, your season in life may change, but listen carefully, it only changes in accordance to God's unchanging love for you. Your season may shift in life, but it only shifts according to whom there is no no variation or, 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 or shadow due to change. And whether, listen, whether it's the ups or the downs, whether sickness or in health, whether it's poverty or wealth, Listen, every season is in the hand of God, and, it, and he is the one who arranges and appoints every single season and the timing of your life. You see, he alone Amen. determines the length of your sunny days and the length of your darkest nights. See, he alone is the one who appoints everything that takes place in your life. And so the way that you embrace this season in life is by understanding that it's taking place at the exact time that God ordained it to take place. Amen? Amen. And not only that, but write this down, letter B. You also embrace it in light of God's sovereign power. Now, listen to what Solomon says next. Because as I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing can be taken away from it. God has done it so that the people fear before him. And listen carefully. That which is, right, that which is has already been. And that which is to be in the future, listen, has already been. And so so Solomon came to the point where he embraced the full and complete sovereignty of God over his life. And see, the first thing that he realized is that whatever is happening in the middle of that season, God is sovereignly in control of every minute detail that's happening in your life. And not only that, not only is he sovereignly in control of every detail of that season, but he's also in control, listen carefully, to the outcome of that season. You see, what what stresses us out 
right? What consumes us with anxiety is that when we go through a season in our life, we don't know if that season is going to end up good, turn out to be good for us. And so we stress what's going to happen, good or bad, what's going to happen. I'm so anxious, but listen to what God's Word tells us in Romans chapter 8. He says, and we know that for those who love God, some things, most things, no, all things, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Now, if you're in Romans chapter, I want to I encourage you, circle the phrase work together. The word work together there in the original Greek text, you know, we always like to remind you uh, here at CF that the Bible was first written in Greek and Hebrew and then translated into different languages. Well, the phrase there for work together is a Greek word called, that, 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 that's called synerheo, which is the word that we get synergy from. So here's what God's word is trying to tell us that whatever is happening in your season of life right now, God is synergistically working it out for your absolute best. And listen, when God says all things, he means all things. He's not just talking about the things in your life that you are aware of. So for example, that drop of dew in the middle of a South American forest. The way that is taking place at this very moment is working out for your absolute best. You know that little boy who's running in the Far East with a toy airplane. Every step and everything he does, every choice that he makes is working out for your best. And even the decisions that are made in New York, in Wall Street, in every single boardroom, in every single executive office, with every executive, listen, every single decision that they're making, God, in a way, listen, that we can never other, ever comprehend. Why? Because our fines are finite. But God promises in his word that everything that is happening in this universe, God is working synergistically for the absolute best of every single one of his children. Folks, do you believe that truth? And so family, listen, there there are moments that you have to remind yourself of that truth of God's absolute sovereignty over everything that takes place. You know, there are moments in my life where I wake up, this happened to me this past week, where I wake up in the middle of the night. This past week was 3.15 in the morning. And you know how it is. When you're going through something in your life, the moment you wake up in the middle of the night, what happens to your mind? It starts racing, right? Because you are concerned, you are worried of what's gonna happen with that issue in your life at that very moment. And what concerns you is that whatever happens is gonna end up for your absolute worst, for your absolute, the the worst thing that could happen to you. And church, listen, in those moments at 3.15 in the morning, when I wake up, I have to remind myself that whatever is happening in my life right now, whatever I am worried about in the middle of the night, 
God, by his sovereign power, is going to work it for, our, for my absolute best. Listen, that truth is the truth that helps your pastor's mind, from, keeps him from overheating, and it shifts it to a neutral resting place at the feet of the Lord. Amen. And listen, that is the truth that in the middle of the night will keep your mind from overheating and it will lead you to rest at the feet of our Lord. Do you believe that, church family? And so the way you embrace the season of life is not only by trusting the perfect timing of our God, the fact that even the way that we and I can apprehend He's working it out for our absolute best. By the way, we will one day know how it worked out. At the end of our lives, we will look back and the Lord will show us, here's that everything worked out for our absolute best, even though we don't see it right now. But not only the, trusting his timing, trusting his sovereign power, but lastly, you can embrace a season, write this down, so let her see, in light of God's eternal purposes. Now listen to what God's word says back in Romans 8 again. It says this, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to whose purpose? His purpose. His purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of who? Of his son. And so folks, don't miss this. Because in every single season of your life, even the difficult one that you're going through right now, there's an overarching purpose. And the overarching purpose of this season in your life is that God wants to conform you into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. And family, here's why this is important. Because when you have a clear view of God's ultimate purpose of this season, it radically changes your perspective and radically changes how you behave in the middle of this season. And so you need to ask yourself right now, in whatever season you're in right now, is how is the good Lord trying to shape me into the image of his son? Ask yourself, what is the Lord teaching me, trying to teach me in this season of my life that I'm not listening to him? What is he trying to teach you? Some of us perhaps are going through a very uncertain season that you really cannot see what's coming up ahead. Maybe perhaps God allowed a little bit of uncertainty in your life so you can learn to trust your good shepherd who will lead you through every single valley of your life. Maybe God has allowed for you to go through a bit of a financial struggle so you finally understand that he is your all-sufficient provider. Maybe the Lord is... Uh, allowed someone to hurt you, to disappoint you, to betray you because he wants to teach you how to forgive others just like he has forgiven you. Listen, how will you ever learn how to forgive someone if you're never in a circumstance to forgive a person? 
And so sometimes we can be so concerned, they hurt me, they betray me, but maybe God is saying, listen, I've allowed them to do this because I want to teach you something in this process. You see? And so listen, some of us unfortunately are so discontent in your current season in life that you have your head in the sand and your ears are blocked and you're not listening to the God who's trying to shape you into the image of his son. And family, listen, it's not only what God wants to do in you, but we know this is also what God wants to do through you. Because the more that you are conformed into the image of his son, here's what happens. You begin to view every single season in light of eternity. Sometimes we get so bogged down with the details of this season that we don't have the long perspective of life. And so perhaps, listen, maybe right now you are a student, maybe you are single. Listen, it can be easy to get wrapped up in what's happening on social media, in what's happening on Instagram, on TikTok, on that drama that's taking place at school, the fact that you're single. Listen, it's easy to be focused on the immediate, but listen, use this time to think, how can I pursue the purity that God is asking me for? How can I learn here in this season in my youth to become more and more like Jesus? How can I trust him with the future of my life? And now that you're single, listen, you have time to serve God. Don't view the season in terms of the immediate drama in your life. View it in terms of eternity. Maybe right now you are married. We saw children being dedicated. Listen, parents, it's easy for you to get consumed in the middle of the nuances of parenthood, but listen, remember, have an eternal perspective. Be the focus of the season. How can I lead my children to be followers Amen. of the Lord? Amen. Maybe you are right now in a moment in life where you are in a job that you don't want to be in. Listen, instead of trying to get out of there, have an eternal perspective. How can I be a light right now in the middle of this dark office? Listen, for those of your grandparents, listen, you don't have a lot of time left. Let's just be honest. A few years, a few decades. Listen, use this time for the eternal perspective. Use this time to help your grandbabies fall in love with Jesus. Yes. Amen? And if you are retired, listen, it's not time to collect seashells for the rest of your life. Listen, use the remaining seasons of your life to serve the Lord who's loved you and guided every single day of your life, amen? So that when you are gone, there's people on this earth who are following Jesus because of your efforts during the last seasons of your life. And so listen, the key it's not having an immediate perspective, but having the long perspective. You know, Reggie Jackson, for those of you who know, yeah, we got a Reggie Jackson fan back there. He was one of the greatest baseball players of all time. He was a great player in the, 19, in the 1970s. And famously, he was called Mr. October. And because of that, he, listen, he, he was called that because every single year, he had a great season. Man, he always was so good. He had always great seasons, but here's, here's what was unique about him. Those great seasons didn't stop at the start of the playoffs. No, no. They continued into the playoffs, and they got better towards the end. 
to the point that in a World Series, he had three consecutive home runs and three consecutive pitches. Hence the word, Mr. October, uh, for how good he was. And everyone was always in awe of Reggie Jackson. And so a reporter asked, Reggie, why is it that you always have such great seasons and yet you carry that into the playoffs? How does that work? Why are you so good when it matters, when it counts? And here's why. He said, because back in February during spring training, my mind is not on February. My mind is on October. And so throughout the season, in every single game, in every single at bat, listen, he's not just focused on that specific moment, but his has, he has a long perspective of the season. And so whether it's February or March or April, May, June, July, August, September, every single moment of that year, his mind was not there. His mind was towards the end with a long perspective. Yeah, and family, what a lesson for us of how to live. Because the way that you're able to embrace and maximize a season of life is not when you just focus on the immediate, but in every season you have the long-term perspective. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. And so folks, let me end with this. Going back to the opener when I spoke about seasonal affective disorder. The reason that so many people are affected with sad, with this disorder, with this depression, is due to one thing. It's to a lack of sunlight. Because there's a lack of sunlight in their life, they're not able to appreciate and go properly through the different weather seasons in life. And maybe right now you're here today and you've been going th from dark season to dark season to dark season. And the reason perhaps you feel like you're stuck in a rut, you're always discouraged, even though you put a facade over your face, is because you are suffering from a lack of sunlight. But I'm not meaning a lack of S-U-N light. I'm talking about a, a lack of the S-O-N light. And true the matter, there is a lack of the light of the Son of God in your life. And you're wondering, why do I go from dark season to dark season, discouraged, and nothing ever gets better? Well, perhaps it's because you've never experienced the light of the Son of God in your life. See, how can you embrace the seasons in your life? How can you trust God's perfect timing? How can you embrace His sovereignty over your life? How can you maximize the etern for eternal purposes if you don't even have a true, genuine relationship with the God of the universe? So you may be here thinking, oh, more listen, I, I'm tired of living life without the Lord. Man, I've, I've lived enough already to know that without God, there's, this world has nothing for me. It just feels like darkness after darkness after darkness. So you're, maybe we're here and you're asking, Omar, how can I have the light of the Son of God in my life? How can I start a personal relationship with God? Listen, the Bible says 
that over 2,000 years ago, God loves us so much that he sent his own son to this earth. In fact, scripture says that one of the prophecies of Jesus is that the people who were living in darkness saw a great light. You see, Jesus Christ came down to this earth and he lived the perfect life of obedience that God required that you and I, we can never live. All of us have sinned. And not only that, but he went to the cross and on that cross he paid the price for our sin that you and I can never pay. For every shameful thing you've ever done, past, current, or future, for everything right now that you know you're carrying right now, Jesus Christ died on a cross and he suffered for that sin. And not only that, the good news is that he didn't stay in the grave. He resurrected to new life to give us a future and a hope. And so today he offers you forgiveness of sin and everlasting life. And the way you're able to experience that, listen, is not by coming to church. It's not by being a moral person. It's not by doing the right thing. Listen, the Bible says it's very clear that the only way to be able to receive forgiveness of sin, everlasting life, and the light of God in your life, is that there has to come a point that you put your trust in Him. Put your faith and trust in the life, the death, and resurrection of Christ. And the moment you do that, the Bible says that He forgives you of all of your sins. He makes you His own son or daughter. And from that moment on, you start a personal relationship with God, and you get to experience the light of Christ in your life. But you see, the question today is this. Are you ready to step into a personal relationship with the God who loves you? And will you do so today? Let's bow our heads of prayer. Father, we are grateful that for us who are your children already, who are believers, oh, Father, I, we thank you for the reminder that we ought to embrace every season of life because God's timing is always perfect. You ordained it. You're working all things out together, together for our good. And Father, help us to have an eternal perspective in everything we do in life. And with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, I want to speak to some of us here today at all campuses who know it's time to get right with God. You've been far too long living through all these seasons of life without the light of God, without God leading you, guiding you, teaching you, protecting you, loving you. It's time for you to enter into a personal relationship with the Lord. And you, you want to put your faith in Him today. And if that's you, listen, with all heads bowed and all eyes closed at all campuses, it's a private moment. Listen, I'm not going to ask you to stand up. <laughs> I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. Nothing like that. But in a few moments, I'm going to lead you through a prayer. Before we do that, I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand in a few moments. And by doing that, listen, again, I'm not going to make you stand up or embarrass you to come to the front. With all heads bowed and eyes closed, I just want to acknowledge and see you. And you know, there's something healthy about your heart when you acknowledge, yes, I'm ready to get right with you. I'm ready to start a personal relationship with God. And so if that's you with no one looking around, with all heads bowed at all campuses. If that's you, just slip up your hand and say, Omar, just pray for me. Man, I'm ready to take this step. I see you. Anybody else? I see you as well. I see you. Anybody else? I see you in the back. I see you. I see you. At all campuses, I see you. Many hands in the room. 
Glory to God. Go ahead and put your hand down. Listen, whether you raise your hand or not, listen, God sees your heart. He knows it's time. So that's you. Listen, I'm going to lead you through a prayer. When you pray this prayer, listen, you don't pray this to me. You pray this to the Lord who loves you, who died for you, has a plan for your life. And when you say these words, listen, it's not the words, it's the heart that saves you, but you don't pray this to me. I cannot save you. I'm only a man. You pray to the God who loves you and has a plan for your life. So if that's you, pray this with me right now. Lord, I'm tired of going through all these seasons in life without you. And I know it's time to put my trust in you. So I come before you and I confess all of my sin. I ask you forgiveness of those sins. And I put my trust in you. Lord, give me everlasting life. And Lord, for the rest of my life, help me to live in a relationship with you that's guided by the light of your Son. So that every season of life, until I see you face to face, I'll be walking with the God of the universe. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. I love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And all of God's people say, amen. Hey, can we encourage all those folks, all campuses? Yeah, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, if you know, man, I, today I'm taking steps towards starting a relationship with Christ. Here's what I want to challenge you. I know there's a lot of goodies out there, but on the way out, stop by the next step booth on your way out. Listen, for just a few moments, we'll put a Bible in your hand. We'll be able to get, get you some basic information, and our pastors could reach out to you this week and help you take your next step with God. But if you don't let us know, there's no way for us to be able to help you to take next steps. If you're watching online, very simple, go to cfmiami.org connect, fill that form out, and one of our pastors will follow up with you and get you on the right track. Well, I'm going to call all the campus pastors to the front. Listen, Grace Fellowship, you've got to be back next week. We're wrapping up this series, Chasing Wind, and we're going to be looking at how to chase the fear of God. I'm telling you, it's going to be powerful. God bless you all. Have a great Super Bowl Valentine's weekend. Love you all. <laughs>